also looking at what's my typical length of stay and what's my typical booking window. And all of those are good data points. And then yeah. it's just testing certain things to make your best educated guess, quite frankly, yeah. and test it. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. All right. What's going on, SDR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Bonnie. What is up, E? My brother, so good to see you. Man, Christmas is around the corner. I can't believe it. I haven't, like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know how this happened. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it was yesterday that we were recording, like, how to set your goals for 2022. And I'm now, like, I need to do Christmas shopping. And I'm just like... Hmm. You know, but life is good, man. The villas are getting painted. I really appreciate all the people that gave us the feedback when we asked for it um, on IG. So we did go with the more courageous kind of blue. I went there as they were applying the first coat. Not going to lie. Old panic attack. <laughs> mild panic attack has kind of set in. Uh, but I'm going to trust the process and see what happens. And yeah, you know, but everything looks pretty. And uh, the lights are up. I got a bunch of... Uh, Schlag encode from Minoan in like two and a half, three days. Damn. Save nice. myself $2,700. So if you are guys are looking to buy in bulk, go see our friends at Minoan because they really hooked it up and it got here so fast. Whereas mm -hmm. everywhere else I was looking was like a couple of weeks out. Remote lock was telling me like, oh, into January 2023, when on Minoan, they have somebody on their platform, had the locks that I wanted ready. Three days you buy later. it directly from Schlage through their site or how does it... No, you buy it through one of their vendors that they have. Okay, cool. Through there. Yeah. But it was excellent. And they're 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 all already there. We're getting them all installed right now. So it's nice, dude. Yeah. It's Love a big it. it's a big step, but we're super excited. How are you guys? We're good, man. We're good. Getting excited. Uh we're closing a week from today. So Really, what by the time this podcast comes out, in a few days we'll be closing on our our biggest hotel yet. So, just had a meeting with a marketing company around like branding and positioning and all that stuff, which was which was good. And uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. And yeah. uh, I just got back from Scottsdale, went to a mastermind event that I'm a part of, and dude, it's just like when you get in the room with people that are just savage like it just levels your game up you know mm -hmm. and i ticked off a couple bucket list items i got to meet uh patrick bet david and talk have a conversation with him if you guys he's don't follow awesome. him dude him. yeah he's Good such vibes. an amazing dude yeah um, and yeah, then i got to vibes. meet uh dean graciosi who i've followed him forever you know yeah now he's like tony robbins ceo i mean he's he's got so much stuff going on just great dude amazing energy and then uh you know all the other people at the mastermind and got some other investing opportunities now lined up which i'm pretty pretty stoked for and some partnerships that'll be coming so it's good stuff man you, if you're not doing it now get to the events join the masterminds go to the events like do all those things because like we've said it a million times like your network is like your cheat code it really is so 100 percent. so speaking of connections and cheat codes we uh we've got a pretty sweet guest on the podcast today uh someone that 
I've known now for a few years and has really helped me, you know, up my game from a, a pricing standpoint. You know, we've got Anurag Verma today, the co-founder and head of data science and product. I want to make sure I got that right to join us to talk about what's going on, all the pricing and these algorithm changes and how do we diagnose listings and all sorts of good stuff. So welcome to the show, sir. Yeah, thank you so much, Mike. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, I'm Anurag as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I know we've had you on the show before, but for the folks that haven't heard that episode, you want to give us kind of like yeah. the sixty-second cliff notes on your background and how you got into Price Labs? Absolutely. I, I think we were on. I was on maybe like two years back at this point. Uh, so yep. been a while. Yeah. So I had a background in uh, short-term, not short-term, like airline pricing uh, at United <laughs> Airlines in Chicago, uh, and this is back in like twenty fourteen, where one of my now co-founders, then uh, friends, started hosting. And he's like, Airbnb isn't telling me anything about like, how do I set prices? What's the market looking like? And even the little that I can find, like, how do I go about changing it by season, events, holidays, and all those things? And this was sort of my bread and butter at United, like building this stuff up. So suddenly got together and thought, okay, let's let's do something. Uh, that's how Price Labs got started. So I've uh, been at it, hacking away at it for... Uh, for eight years now, uh, it's been good fun. Uh, met a lot of cool people, uh, you guys included. Uh, so yeah, it's been a journey uh, of figuring out what short-term rentals are about. When we started out, it was Airbnb to us at least. Mm -hmm. And when we dipped our toes in, we realized that no, Airbnb is sort of one piece here. There is so much more to this industry and it's, it's been a fun journey. Yeah. And uh, Anurag's kind of like one of those like, humble people that's brilliant and so i like to chat with him and then i can like dumb it down for myself to like consume the information because he's just one of those dudes that's super smart and uh if you guys don't use price labs highly encourage it we've been using them for years and it if you're not like you're losing money quite frankly and so one of the things that we were talking about that we we really want to focus on uh this episode is you know, kind of what's going on with the market. And, you know, you guys have access to tons of data from all the different users. So I want to start first with like, what are you seeing? Like overall, we'll focus on the US first and then we can go a little bit broader than that. But like yep. US right now, what are you guys seeing yep. as far as like booking patterns and things? Yeah, so generally speaking, uh, in the last few months, we have seen a slowdown uh, year over year uh, in pretty much every US market, I would say, except the really big cities. Uh, so cities where business was one of the big reasons for travel are still doing okay. And I, I looked at Chicago right before this call and Chicago is, seems to be doing just as good as, like November was as good as uh, November of 2021, depending on, again on like what kind of traffic do you get, right? Uh, where we are seeing a lot of slowdown is very leisure, locations that typically attract leisure uh, travel. Part of it could just be that 2021 was such a blockbuster year for such locations that even a normal 2022 would, would look bad, but especially like uh, I think in the last few months with recession fears and things like that, we, we are seeing slowdown. What we are also seeing uh, for a lot of markets is if you just purely look at your forward-looking calendar and compare it to how it used to look last year, it will look like uh, it's terrible because what's happening is, and this happens anytime there is a slowdown, people tend to book last minute. So December right now is looking in a lot of locations much worse than last year, but by the time December finishes, it, it may not look as bad in, in terms mm -hmm. of occupancies. Uh, what does happen is when people book last minute, they also get 
sort of last minute deals and discounts and things like that. So ADRs and occupancy are, are both coming down uh, as a result. Yeah, that's interesting. I was talking yeah. about that on a on our mastermind coaching call last night. Uh, one of our, one of my members has a bunch of really high end properties in the Smokies, and he was noticing the same thing. Typically, there's a longer booking window, like people book further yeah. in advance because they're planning. And he was yeah. kind of freaking out because he's like, "Man, I don't have any of these properties booked like this weekend." And yeah. then all of a sudden, like super last minute, all of them went right, yeah. like yeah. very last minute. So yeah, I had somebody text me the other day, similar similar story. He was like, "Newer host, just been in our market for like the last year and a half. She listens to the show, and she's like, hey just a question for you. Is this normal? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And she's like, I'm like, you got to develop what I have learned from a, from a friend that used to work in Wall Street is what they're called uh, diamond hands. And what diamond hands are is you got to wait to the very last minute to adjust pricing. And it's what happens with the traders when they have the stock going up and down and not selling in a panic. And so this is what's happening now, right? So you start seeing people panicking, people not knowing. And the funny thing that it's happening everywhere and there's so many different little variables that are part of it that this is why we wanted to have you on the show because i think people are really freaking out trying to understand the right lever for them to like adjust or pull down or or raise up to go back to 2021 occupancy and i personally think it's just guys just gotta get over it and it's just it it is what it is now like it's a different i'm assuming anarag that in my opinion, you've got the data to back it up, but like 2021 was like record year. Like you could, yeah. you could just print money in 2021. Like it was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. For a lot of locations. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's just kind of starting to normalize again. And I think a lot of people are assuming that that's directly caused by this recession. And part of it is, but I also think part of it is just normalizing the travel oh, patterns because everybody was traveling like crazy last year. And they're like, you know what? Yeah. I don't have to go to a drive to destination now. Maybe I want to fly over somewhere else, or maybe I want to go to Europe. And maybe, there's not all this fear around COVID anymore. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, two things, right? One is uh, last year, a lot of schools were still remote. So you could actually go live somewhere else, work from there, school from there, and do things like that. And this year, more or less, I mean, I, I don't know many schools that are still remote. Every, everybody is in. So like most people are staying where, they, where their kids are going to school, right? Some lucky people don't have kids and they can go to whatever else is great. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and then uh, second is just, like you mentioned, international travel like wasn't happening as much uh, before and, and now things have opened up in pretty much every other place. So like US seems like it's uh, come back to normalcy, maybe a little down. Europe is actually year over year doing doing fine. Like nothing, mm-hmm. nothing showing there. And there are yeah. locations in like APAC where even late last year was there was there were COVID scares and lockdowns. And if you compare your, them year over year, they are like just through the roof in, in some cases, right? Uh, yeah. Depending on where the lockdowns were and were. So like it also year over year comparisons really what you're comparing against what was happening last year is very important to look at as well. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say on the manual on the pricing side, uh, mm-hmm. there are two pieces to it. So like one, if last year you were holding your prices high and getting booked, and this year you have the same prices, it's possible that given that the demand is softer, nobody will book, and then at some point you panic and you reduce them a lot. Like what we have had to do in our algorithm is sort of by noticing that there is a slowdown proactively, don't bring them down, bring them down all the way, but 
proactively bring them down to say, okay, if somebody is looking, my property needs to be a little more attractive. Mm-hmm. So, hundred uh, percent. Thought is the thought is it's okay to book a month out, two months out, three months out, and there be a five percent discount maybe, like bump them down. Then to book a week out or two days out with, with a twenty percent class on a discount. Uh, yeah, so like, and and I love that you brought that up because actually I was looking at our pricing. And last year, if I compare it to 2020 numbers, we were up like 40 to 45%, especially on our, on our peak season. This year, knowing kind of silly, and, and the beauty for me, and what I'm so grateful about being part of this show and being part of this industry, is that for me, it's a, I keep my ear on the ground a lot more than I probably would if I wasn't involved in our, in our show, in our community. And so seeing that kind of trend already happening, and Mike and I having this, had this conversation, because if you're a fan of the show, you've known that this was happening six months ago, right? Mike, when did we start talking about this? Yeah. Six, seven, eight ago. months ago. So yeah. if you come and tell us all of a sudden our prices are dropping, listen, Papi, like, it's not, like you weren't paying attention, right? So like you needed to pay more attention and you can be in this like wishful thinking kind of world, which is very nice. But then when the bills come and you don't have anybody in your house, it's a problem, right? So our prices are now like 25 to 30% higher than they were 2020. So again, higher year over year from 2020, just not 2021 numbers, but again, that wasn't sustainable. And going back to what you're saying, international travel is back. The Euro is super cheap now. So if you have the money, why wouldn't you go to Europe where you can live a higher quality life? In my, in my opinion, as an you're Italian, biased. you're biased, a higher quality life, a better food, better people, Better like thing for cheaper, right? Also, the World Cup happened this year. So how many people that would have normally traveled around the world are now just going to a specific place for a specific time and they were willing to sacrifice maybe months of travels that they would have done throughout the summer to go to the World Cup, right? Like there's a lot of, in this global world, it's fun, but it's also global when it's not fun. Meaning like when the things change and the trends change, they change for all of us at the same time. From a from a tactical standpoint, right? So a lot of people, they're like, you know, my I had a call with somebody yesterday. They're like, yeah, but like my occupancy was 100% last year. In my head, I'm like, well, you probably weren't charging enough if you were completely yeah. booked. But, yeah. or it's like always this discussion of like, what's better, a higher nightly rate or a higher occupancy? And what I encourage everybody to do is, is calculate your rev par, right? So all that that means is take your total revenue for the month and divide it by the number of days in the month. And that will show you how much you actually make every day. And that's one of the key metrics that we track because then I can really see, okay, this property made me 130 bucks a day last month or last year compared to 120 bucks a day this year, right? So like it, it's kind of the great equalizer of like managing occupancy versus nightly rates. And that's what the hotels yeah. do. Like yeah. they target I mean, that sixty to sixty-five percent occupancy to maximize their rev bar. Yeah, uh, and then again, uh, different places have different uh, different occupancies that might work for them. But the rev bar is the right metric. Uh, you can bump up your rates twenty percent and then get uh, half the bookings you used to. And although they have been like twenty percent higher in price, you've you've now made sixty percent of what you made last year. Uh, right. So like. Targeting higher price is not the right thing. Or you could drop your rates by 50% and be fully booked. And you again, in both cases, you've made less money than before. Uh, mm-hmm. so like, why, why do something like that? Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And 
is there do you guys see a because to me also the the dropping pricing is a very uh, uh, dangerous kind of game for a couple of reasons right one in my mind if i see something that it's a certain size especially and it's priced so aggressively low yeah. let me give you an example right a four bedroom house for 175 dollars a night where everything else that i'm looking at it's like 350 4 425 450 500 my thought as a traveler and this is why you have to understand like your travel avatar and understand psychology of of the consumer it's not like what a great deal this is i'm like why what's wrong with this right <laughs> yes yeah. so it's the opposite so you slashing yeah. prices you keep slashing prices but you know who is not going to think there is anything wrong with it? People that want to mess your stuff up. People that want to go for a party. People that are a big group of people. They're like a bunch of friends or younger people. They're like, this is a great deal. Yeah. And so you hurt yourself twice, technically, by not understanding that there is more to life than price. And yeah. the value proposition of price is not always the thing that you need to fix. And one, you get less bookings because the price is too low. And two, the bookings that you do get, you didn't want anyways. That's now, a big you know, psychological thing, yeah. Right? And it's such an interesting thing because like as as newbies, I think as you look at the most the things that makes the most amount of sense, you always go to pricing as the first thing that you're gonna drop. Whereas there's so many different things that factor into your pricing that maybe are more important. Which I think brings us to one of the next questions we had, which was the change with Airbnb and this cleaning fee that has everybody freaking out, which I don't understand because I'm like as a traveler that uses Airbnb, that clean fee was always there at the end before I booked. So I'm like, I don't understand this revolutionary thing that's happening because it was always there. I'm like, it wasn't, it it so, wasn't a secret. Like I wasn't keeping it a secret. I don't know if other people have other settings on their Airbnb, but it's like it was there. So is that making a difference? How should people it, act with that? I think it was there, but. Uh... It was a system earlier that, that you could game in, in some ways, right? Where you could keep the nightly rates low and then cleaning fee high. And I know people do that also because uh, it helps encourage longer bookings. Like some people have a higher cleaning fee just so that, you know, I don't want a one night stay. I'll take it. But if somebody really wants to book a one night stay, the night, like the cleaning fee is so high that nobody's going to. Only when you book a three, four night, then, then it makes sense. So yeah. some people are using it that way. And some people were using it in a, potentially using it in a very different way, right? Where having a lower right nightly rate when you're looking at 10 properties and one of them is showing 300 bucks, another is showing 400 bucks. And you might say, okay, let me check out the 300 bucks one more. Uh, first, uh, I might check out everything, but you can only look at one listings detail. And by the time you go to the page, you realize the cleaning fee is very high. But the hope, I think some people at least were hoping that by the time you look at it, you're like, oh, the pictures are lovely. The, everything is great. Sure, the cleaning fee is high. I'll go book it. With this change, all it's, I mean, it's, it, it seems like the most sensible thing to do to say, how much are you going to pay in total? Just fill it up. Uh, I, I think they're not doing taxes right now, which seems strange. They should just add taxes in there as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but now, if you have a high cleaning fee, and because of that, is if your rate is going too high, uh, somebody might not, out of the 10 that they see in their first page, they might not click on you. And so that's, that might be the thing that's changed. Uh, although the new thing is completely sensible, uh, in my opinion, at least. Yeah. Uh, Show me the actual price of what this is actually going to cost me. Like, yeah. logically, that makes sense to me as a consumer. I'm like, yeah, just yeah. clear clear, the, clear the BS. How much is it going to cost me? Yeah, I don't care. But like, that's the thing that I don't understand is like, yeah. if it was there. And I think 
the people that maybe should worry about were the people that you were saying at the beginning, right? That they were using it as an excuse to make extra money. My opinion, okay, and this is not based on any fact, okay, but my opinion is that what Brian Chesky and all the C-suites at Airbnb are trying to do is they're trying to align themselves more with hotels and how people book hotels because you're not seeing cleaning fees on hotels. So I think they're trying to incentivize people to just make it a similar buying experience from like the consumer side at the beginning of like, all right, dude, just tell me what it costs. And even the hotels, most of the time they don't include the taxes. So I think that's why they're trying to mimic how people book hotels. That's just my thought. Um, I mean, there are two other examples if they want to mimic that, that uh, go even farther. I think are better uh, flights. Uh, it, it used to be 10 years back when you book a flight that you see the the base price and then all kinds of things get added. I think in the last five years, I have not seen that happen. Like every single place shows you the final price. Only when you're about to pay, will they give you a breakdown to say, this is the tax, this is whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And frankly, I don't care about like what that breakdown is. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. paying this price. Who it goes to at the end is, is, is yeah. uh, not as, as important, right? Mm -hmm. And I think uh, one of my coworkers, uh, Tavo from, uh, he's based out of Netherlands. He mentioned in his blog that Airbnb has been doing this, including taxes in Europe for a few years now. So, uh, because European laws uh, require it, like you can't <laughs> not include some part of the final price in, in what you show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's one so, of the biggest shockers always of Europeans coming here. Like I remember when I came to live in the States, I would go out with money and I would see yeah. something cost much money was and then it goes to the cash register and they're like there is there is tax i'm like why is that not why is that not on the price and they're like that's not how it works here i'm like why why not you know what i mean and they're just like but it's true and i, I think again guys i think as our industry grows more and more there's gonna be less space for people that want to do things not properly and less space for people that are just in yeah. it for the money grab and again if you're somebody like me the Airbnb thing doesn't mean anything to me because it was never in my intention to ever deceive our guests in any way, shape or form. So everything was always there. But it's the same way, like I don't ever make any money from my cleaning people. Like that's just not something that like I'm interested in. Would it be nice? Maybe, but it's just not, it don't mean nothing to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like the little money that you make. And again, like you see it here now, like look at all the, the business, that explosion that we had had. A lot of people not doing cleaning fees properly or charging outrageous cleaning fees. Like I've seen people in my market charging like $350, $400, $450 for something that like we get clean for like hundred bucks. And I'm like, what is the point? Right. You know? So what's 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 coming down the pipeline? Like what do you see changing? I know you said year over year, and that's a new feature that you guys have, right? So is there a new way now that we can go into price labs and see like this is how glorious we were last year and this is how <laughs> terrible we are this year or? Uh, so this is not just historic looking, but so what we're adding is something, okay, what we added yesterday is something called pacing charts. Uh, pacing, if, if you think of hotel industry, it's very standard there. Uh, pacing essentially tells you, like the name suggests, uh, how fast are you going? Uh, essentially, and it's more forward looking than historic looking. So year over year comparisons, a lot of times are like, okay, I want to compare how my summer of 2022 was against 2021. And that helps you maybe figure out what went wrong, what, what went right, and maybe make changes for 2023, right? But, but it's data that's backward looking. 
Async is more, I would say, proactive data where you're looking forward. So for example, very soon for a lot of locations, January is when people start booking their summer vacation, right? And if, if you use price layers, for example, uh, and even if you don't use us for dynamic pricing, you can still see this data. What you can see is, okay, January, by the time January rolls in, summer was beginning to book up last year and maybe August was 10% booked. And this year, it's only 5% booked. So it gives you a sense of whether, it gives you a sense of the public sentiment in some ways to say, is the market down? Am I down? And maybe you see that the market isn't down, but I am. And if it is August, maybe not as much to worry about. But sitting today in December, if I'm looking at my Christmas and New Year's, and I can see that everybody has this thing, right? Like, hey, I'm not booked for, not everybody. Some people don't get booked for Christmas. And they're like, hey, half my portfolio is still not booked for Christmas. Should I be panicking? It's to answer that question to say, one, were you booked for Christmas? How much were you booked for Christmas last year at this point of time? Maybe you were like 90% booked eventually. But by December 7th, maybe you were... Half, half of the properties were empty and they got booked last minute. So maybe it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you're pacing way down, but then you can also see the market to say, is it my properties? Is it my ranking? Is it my prices? Or is it the market softness? And the answer to what you do might depend on, on these questions to say, if the market is down and you are down, then you, your answer is different. If the market is rolling up and you are down, that means it, it might be either yeah. your... <laughs> It's you. It's you. Yeah, it's all you. Like, you're the only one going to... No, I'm joking. But, like, it it makes sense. And again, guys, like, I... It's so funny because when we started this business, this was not a thing, right? Like, this was never something that was even accessible for for you to to know. You know what I mean? And, like, you had the, like, old ways of knowing things, right? It's just, like, I know from experience of doing this for, like, 12 years that around this time, I will get X amount of phone calls. And I know that right. I don't have them, right? And I can hear on the phone, you know what I mean? And also, like, it makes a difference, too, for my South Florida people, for the, like, warm weather places as well. It always makes me laugh because whenever the big first cold front happens in, in the Northeast, that's usually when I get a bunch of phone calls. And anytime there is really cold weather in the Northeast, yeah. a couple consecutive days, or, like, a snow blizzard yeah. or, like, power you get people calling, right? So it's a normal kind of trend of life. But again, like it just helps you be educated as to what to do. And then going back to like having a diamond hands, if the market is slow and your listings are slow, that is the time that you may want to hold on one second and see what's happening, especially if you have, you know, the ability to do so. Whereas the market is good and your listings are soft, maybe it's not the time to be proud and have diamond hands and not lower your prices because the market is telling you your price too high it could be prices it could be maybe your probably your listing yeah your listing is uh, down for some reason neither the, hopefully you're or not hopefully hopefully you haven't degraded your pictures in from last year to this year everybody hopefully is improving them but maybe something else is off maybe you got a couple of bad reviews and the ranking tank or maybe you didn't even change anything but the ranking tank and maybe you should change something to get it back up or doesn't say that right? yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. One thing I, I wanted to ask you, and we did talk offline about this, but yeah. I've seen some people start to test this and some of our mastermind members have been testing this around. Will I get a boost on Airbnb specifically on their algorithm if I drastically reduce my cleaning fee 
But then accordingly, if I know that my average stay is three nights or two nights, three days, whatever, then I just increase my average nightly rate by that percentage. Right. And I've, I've seen mixed things on that so far. Some of them, yeah. it worked really well and it got them up there on like page one and started to get bookings. And sometimes it just kind of had a slight improvement. So I don't know if you guys have seen that trend or if you've noticed anything. Haven't uh, haven't really noticed anything on this front, except that we have also gotten questions about it and mm -hmm. whether to do it or not. My advice in these cases has been, if you do that, if you reduce your cleaning fee to, uh, to something that's below your actual cleaning fee, when you have a one night stay, uh, th that shows up, then you're effectively going to get, if you're, if you've reduced the prices, sorry, reduced cleaning fee and increased prices with a three night stay in mind, then your one and two nighters become a little cheaper. And maybe that's what's happening. Like when people search, you're getting more of the one and two night stays, but then even getting those bookings may boost your rank up or something like that is happening. But on the longer nights, you're now getting more expensive, right? Like if somebody is looking to book a six night, seven night stay, you're potentially more expensive than you used to. Uh, so uh, need to be a little careful about that as well, especially if you take a lot of longer bookings. Uh, of yeah. course, there are solutions in Airbnb to count for that, right? You can, uh, if you're increasing your nightly rate, you can reduce your or increase your weekly discounts or monthly discounts as well and, and to counter that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think because that's that why is... it's important too. Like again, treating this like a business, you got to know your numbers, right? So again, we yeah. talked about RevPAR and all that stuff earlier. Also looking at what's my typical length of stay and what's my typical booking window. And all of those are good data points. And then yeah. it's just testing certain things to make your best educated guess, quite frankly, yeah. and test it. Yeah. And the racking one is, uh, is, is, so if somebody is saying that their rank has gotten down uh, on Airbnb, that 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 could be so many other things uh, and if changing some settings brings it back it may not be that the settings were in the right direction just that sometimes when you change things in airbnb uh, it thinks you're an active host uh, and it thumps you up uh, so it, it it's so hard to answer without really knowing what airbnb does for ranking i, I wish sometimes there was uh, a little more transparency but maybe if there was transparency then it would be gamed a lot more right so like that's that's why they don't uh, yeah yeah there's always going to be people that try to game the system. So what I have uh, in slow times, one of the things that we do see is uh, more people book last minute. Uh, so you have to be like very on point with last minute prices. Uh, but also that might be a time when you think of that, okay, if I get a monthly stay, I should take it. Anytime in going back to the rev part thing, if your average January nets 20 book nights at about a hundred bucks, you're making 2000 bucks out of that, right? And if you can get those 2000 bucks from uh, one month stay, uh, mm -hmm. maybe that is okay. You, you, you're giving a big 30% or 33% discount to somebody who's working a one night, a one month stay, but far lesser headache, uh, one single person and somebody who's booking for a month, month is, is not there to like party and pressure place. Yeah. So uh, to midterm stays uh, have been a hot topic in the last couple months. Yeah. For a lot of people. Yeah. Actually, uh, bigger pockets just released a book. We should we should have that that girl in here because I would love to pick her brain because I've always loved those. Like I think a thirty day stay for me, I'll take a thirty day stay over over a week most times because again, like the rate is a little bit lower, but when you know your numbers and knowing how much of your month is usually occupied, 
chances are that it's not that much less. And when you factor in your reducing cleaning costs, turnover costs, and everything else, yeah. you're actually probably almost better off taking that one month stay. And then those people that stay for a month, especially in our markets, like they will come back. If somebody that stays a month, yeah. chances are that they're coming back to visit family, to visit friends, or they have other people in their ecosystem that come yeah. back. Like I have a lot of like corporate clients. That's how we met them. Like one person came for a month and then every time they have somebody coming in that it just coming back. That is, I will put a shameless plug for a book we are co-authoring. Hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> Look at that. Which is I'm, very I'm glad you said that because I never put two and two together because I just see Mark's bright, bald head everywhere promoting it and I yeah. never see you on it. So I'm glad that you brought uh, it up. Oh, yeah, so that. Mark had the first version and for the second version, it does a little bit of deeper dive. So like there are various people from different companies that specialize in something. So like we wrote a chapter that's more about pricing for direct bookings and Emmanuel, I, I don't know how you do this but this is a story we hear often especially for direct bookings where like somebody stays for a month at this point they kind of get to know you or you can make sure that they get to know you mm -hmm. uh, and when they're booking the next time they don't have to book through Airbnb they you can you can give them if you have a direct booking website you can tell them hey just go book there uh, yeah and I think at least our chapter talks about okay now how should you set prices on your direct booking website? Because now that that Airbnb's OTA fees is not there, should you keep it to yourself? Should you share it with the guest? How do you figure out costs? Because managing a direct booking website is not free in some ways, right? So like uh, mm -hmm. figuring yeah. those apps out. And that, and that's a, yeah, and that's a huge conversation also that I was having with, with Ryan when he came from Dubai, because he built right. up a huge booking website for, for his clients there. And he's now charging an OTA fee on direct bookings because it's like, look, I built it. They're coming for my stuff that I built and your stuff is listed on my shop technically, right? So it's yeah. people are coming for it, right? Yeah. And again, like, I love that you brought up the fact that you, so by the way, guys, if you guys don't watch this, he was holding up the new book, the book direct book. Blueprint. And Mark Simpson, the book direct blueprint, uh, which yeah. is coming out. It's already out. It's coming out. It's Not coming yet. out next week. Next week, okay. Oh, in a week. Yeah. yeah, awesome. So, like, by the time this show airs, it'll be out. You guys should definitely go get it. Because, again, like, I, I learn always from Mark Simpson in all ways, shape, and forms. And yeah. the fact that all of you guys have wrote your own individual little, like, chapters in there, um, I feel yeah. it's going to be super valuable. But, again, guys, the goal is to move people off other people's platforms. And especially if you have... A management company and you're looking or a co-hosting company it's such a great selling proposition for you to have the fact that you have a way in a system to convert ota bookers into direct bookers and do that for your clients because you're going to make them more money but then you should also charge them. also you de-risk a little bit right so uh, if you're only on airbnb uh, and this is first thing i tell pretty much everybody who asks <laughs> If you're only on Airbnb, uh, at least go list on Verbo and Booking.com uh, because Airbnb might make a change that that impacts SEO. Say the cleaning fee change, which we think shouldn't impact anything, but but maybe it does. Uh, at least you get to know that okay, uh, I, I still have consistency in in the other two OTAs. Like a, a smaller portion of your business is impacted. Uh, 
And then if you also have a, a direct booking website, and if you get a lot of the repeat guests, you don't even have to market it much, right? You just have to make sure that whoever stays gets to know about your direct website uh, and they like you enough to come back to it uh, or your place enough to come back to it. Uh, but all of that helps in as you grow your business in, in not not having single points of failure, essentially, to say uh, Airbnb did something and then I suddenly have no income. Uh, at least you should have some part, part of the income coming in from other sources. Yep, 100%. 100%. So, well, before we get into the last question, uh, Anurag, thank you again for coming on here. Always enjoy catching up with you and learning from you and all the good stuff that Price Labs does. So for folks that are interested in Price Labs, if you don't know who they are, I don't know where you've been. Uh, you clearly haven't been listening <laughs> to this show for a while. But uh, <laughs> where where can folks learn more about Price Labs and uh, connect with you guys? Yeah, so our website is pricelabs.co. And you can email us at support at pricelabs.co and, uh, and we'll give you the right pointers. Uh, if you go to our website, we do daily live trainings for customers, prospective customers to just figure out, okay, is this something that, that I want to get into uh, and, and I want to use? One thing I will say is even if you don't want to use dynamic pricing for whatever reason, uh, or what you can do is you can still connect your properties and we have these dashboards that are... Uh, See that will show your own portfolios, year-over-year performance, and things like that. That just help you get a sense of like the kind of questions that uh, that that we went through, right? Like, okay, should I panic that uh, December end is not booked yet, hundred percent? And yeah, for your own portfolio, you can see all of that for free. If you want to add market data, that there is a ten dollar fee for that. Uh, but then you can start answering a lot of questions, even if you say, "Hey, dynamic pricing is not something for me." Uh, yeah. We tend to say that revenue management and dynamic pricing, even if you don't, you can control it. Like it's not, you know, wild west where you turn on a switch and it goes, does it say? You can set parameters. You can say how you want your minimum nights to be longer far out and shorter close in and when there are gaps, fill them in and those kinds of things. But even if all of that is not for you, you just want to look at data that your own data, you, you can, you can see some pretty good looking informative reports for free uh, on price labs. That's awesome. I think Julie George talks about she didn't use dynamic pricing. I think over her properties, I think she left on the table like close to a million bucks. Yeah. So it may not be for you guys. I don't care. It's for you. It is for you. Like it is. Like if, if you're, you're not like, doing oh, it, no, like, it's not. It's not for me. It's just like it, it is for you. Like you know what I mean. Like think about like E and Mike on your shoulders, and like there's a little devil and a little angel. Both of us are telling you the same thing right now. You're just like it is. I'm wearing black today, so I'm assuming I'm the devil. I don't know, but yeah, obviously, he's white. Uh, yeah, so, right. that was obviously. <laughs> we teed that we teed that analogy up purposefully with our wardrobe yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I know we asked you this last time, so I'm curious if it's yeah. going to change. But what would you say is your number one secret to success with short-term rentals? Number one secret to success in short-term rentals. Yeah. Um, for somebody who's operating short-term rentals, today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, number one is hard. Uh, I can give you three. Uh, okay. Over deliver <laughs> every time. This guy. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think number one, like you need to have, uh, you need to have something that people want. Right. So like, uh, you need to have properties that people would want to book. Either it's in form of location or it's in the form of 
some amenities or, or whatever it is. Uh, number two is you need to make sure that you put it at places where people can get to it. Uh, we talked a lot about uh, Book Direct, but uh, OTAs have a place. Like that's how people discover your place. So make sure you put it up there and put it up there well. Like your pictures need to be on top. All the amenities need to be listed properly. And then three, this is a shameless plug again, like they need to be priced well. So like if somebody is looking for a stay, they need to be priced well and the availabilities need to be synced up perfectly across OTAs and uh, minimum stay settings need to be fine. So like if somebody is coming for a two-night stay and you, and you have that two-night stay available, and you want to book a two-night stay, make sure people can book at it. Book it at a at a reasonable price. And and that's how you that's how any business works, right? Like have a product, make sure it look it's advertised well, make sure it's priced well. Uh-huh. And once once all of this happens, of course you need to service the guests and, and everything else. But if you're in hospitality, uh, the, the hope is that, that that's something you're uh, an expert at already. Love it. Love it. Well, Anurag, thank you again so much for being here. Truly appreciate you coming on and uh all you listeners out there, just go check them out for Christ's sake. If you haven't done that yet, I don't know what you're waiting on. But uh, yeah. again, thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening, tuning in. Grab the book direct blueprint. That'll be out most likely by the time this airs. So that's it for this week, guys. Hope you have an amazing week and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, STR Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.